hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator. All right, welcome back to the Just Law podcast from BC Law. Uh, I'm Tom Blakely. I'm Joanna Plazier. And uh, this is the first time we've both uh, been inside of our studio, which you can see here. I know you've you've seen me in here, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, Joanna's finally uh, here. We're back to school. We're back in our studio. We're uh, no longer relegated to Zoom. I mean, this, this is a, it's a nice digs here. How do you, how's it oh, feel? Oh, yeah. No, this is definitely way cooler than sitting in my bedroom yeah, um, on Zoom. For trying sure. Trying to manufacture my own angles. I know. <laughs> uh, the, the sound quality, the, the the picture quality. I mean, this is uh, this is where, Fantastic. This is where I think you want to be doing something like this. Super cool. Uh, so today is uh, Monday, September 20th, where, uh, you know, we've been back at it. We've been back at the grindstone uh, for some for some time here. How does it feel to be back? It feels completely different Mm -hmm. from first year. Like, I really feel like last year, the school was just like there were people around. Right. But for the most part, it was just such a foreign environment. I feel like the school is really like alive. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think that, you know, because obviously, you know, last year was our 1L year and, uh, you know, you were sort of all in this one room spread out masks. It was a sort of a foreign experience. But then this year, it kind of feels more like college. You know, we're in different classes, smaller classes uh seeing some people in the lunchroom right just seeing people's faces i mean sometimes <laughs> you see the bottom half you never saw before it's like holy right. smokes that's, oh man <laughs> yeah. um but yeah you haven't like we didn't have i mean i don't know about you I mean, we kind of went to class and went home last year because there wasn't everything was kind of closed right um but it's it's, it's really different but uh, before we get into that i mean uh you know obviously last semester ends you know i you know, I, I think i said submit hit submit on the on the con law final we were off the summer um yeah. so i guess how was your how was your summer Man, summer is a different experience mm-hmm. in law school than uh, any other summer I've had before, mostly because um, like internship work, mm-hmm, you know, right. so I worked at a criminal defense firm and an immigration firm over the summer. Oh, cool. And it was cool to just go to work. And like, it was honestly, I got a hint of what life could be outside of law school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was definitely nice having everything end at five o'clock mm-hmm. where yeah. in school it was a 24 know, hour operation in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I really liked summer. How yeah. about you, Tom? Yeah. So uh, this summer I worked at the uh, Wilmer Hale legal services center uh, at Harvard law. I was in the veterans clinic, uh, which was a really great experience. I actually uh, would, so I, you know, I worked remotely. Did you work remotely or were you in per you? Uh, half remote, half in person. Okay. Yeah. So I was all remote. So I actually would come to this library at the, BC Law Campus kind of over the not I'm not plugging the law. I mean it's a nice place to be, but it's just ha- it just happened to be where I did my work. I don't think the law library needs a plug. Right. It's just, it's a it's institution a, in it's itself. It's a place of legends, yeah. Uh but you know, I, I would come in and do the work and you'd have conference calls and it was really I think a, a great introduction um to what legal work is and sort of what it's like to be a lawyer. Um I got just had a really really phenomenal clients with great stories, uh, you know, people who've uh, you know, served honorably and whether it's because they needed a discharge upgrade or, or benefits or different issues that they were working through. I mean, you know, you'd hear these people's stories and things that they, uh, you know, would trust you to deal with. And it was just a great working environment. I thought the supervising attorneys were really great. And uh, really, like you said, like kind of seeing what it's like to have a nine to five, at least relatively speaking, day where you're not necessarily doing homework, but you're doing real work for real yeah. people. Like I thought it was a really, really great experience. I really um enjoyed my summer work but it, it really did feel like you know school ended um not, and i started i think it was like, like may 24th i think i started mm-hmm. my jobs so was like school ended you know we sent our last final and then the job started a week later there was the um you know basically you know kind of little time there you start the job and uh and then a few weeks later we were applying to jobs for, right. for next year doing oci right. which is you know everybody's favorite thing 
but it was it was busy it felt like it felt busy but like sort of in a good way like you're being productive yeah you agree? no yeah definitely like it, it felt it was substantive work right sure. yeah um and also like just with law school like uh, clinics aside you uh -huh. know you really just read about people's lives mm -hmm. like on a casebook and it's so much more different when you're actually you have the person in front of you mm -hmm. so for example at my criminal defense firm we worked with a juvenile um deten uh, detainee and you know i got to meet him i got to hear more of his story and just added way much more color and like honestly higher stakes because it's someone's entire life right and you know it really just goes to show what we can do mm -hmm. um with our profession so i think it's i'm looking forward to it mm -hmm. honestly um and that's honestly what made oci all the more worth it to mm -hmm. be real uh because even though that process in itself was a bit arduous mm -hmm. you know could you imagine what more we could do with the resources of a bigger firm mm -hmm. right yeah and, and i also thought too i mean when you start your job you know the the things that you'd be entrusted to work on it's like oh they're i mean i, I guess there's a bit of imposter syndrome you're sort of like is this you're like me do that you're like me look this up right. you're like me uh <laughs> you know sort of write these things so so there was some of that but i I really enjoyed my experience, and I think that that's why. I mean, at least for myself, like I like that sort of hands-on. You're talking to people, you're having the yeah. conference calls, you're doing um, different things like that. It was uh, it was more or less well, it was pretty enjoyable. And then, of course, uh, you know that was through uh, you know June, and we're you know one L's going into two L, and right. uh, we're applying to flying to OCI. We're filling out. Oh gosh, I don't know how that many of those things. That's... Transition from one L's into yeah. L in itself was mm -hmm. crazy. The force. Like after. <laughs> after when I ended mm -hmm. like even during summer when I would ha be at networking events they'd mm -hmm. be like oh they'd ask me what year in school I am I'd say one L just mm -hmm. by default right me too <laughs> I don't know just things didn't really even feel real and so also like, still one else right <laughs> some of us are still one else um in a certain portion but yeah definitely mm -hmm. um I lost my train of thought yeah, that's all right. Uh, I think now, how do you feeling? Because you know you're going through this thing. It's like, was it the Sage platform? Is how you apply to these? Uh, oh yes, you, yeah. You bid, mm -hmm. which is an interesting way to describe applying to Let's a job. Demystify the process. There's a general. lot of lot of myths that need to be demythed. De yeah. <laughs> so like, I think the career services mm -hmm. office did a great job mm -hmm. setting up the process. Yeah. So for anyone else listening that might have some anxieties about that, which if you do. You have plenty more on your plate to worry about. Like the first Don't be worrying about that now. There's other, <laughs> there's other hurdles to, to overcome before then. But when the time comes, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the biggest part is just staying organized mm -hmm. and trying to figure out not you don't need to know what practice area. Mm -hmm. I, if it's, it's helpful no, yeah. if you do. But at the same time, having a general idea of what kind of experience you want for your summer would be the best advice to offer is a guiding process to OCI mm -hmm. because when you're confronted with OCI on Sage you just see a list of all these different firms in a variety of different places the menagerie of firms menagerie all, yeah alpha, <laughs> alphabet soup <laughs> and on top of that you know there are things even within that like cover letters and having to do oh good. Well, let's talk about that for a minute because that's oh something Lord. that there's a lot of <laughs> holy cow so the cover letter, so it would be interesting, I think from what I remember, because I made an Excel spreadsheet, which I thought was helpful. Mm, yeah. Um, with, well, I mean, every firm basically had the same, that was like July 7th, you had to turn all your, your stuff in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we keep track of is whether or not they, they wanted a cover letter. And I think from what I remember, it was like, it was about half wanted one. Mm -hmm. And then the other half just wouldn't bother with it. Um, but that was, I, I got good at it. But I, I think it's something, and I, I, and I know from talking to other 2Ls that, um I mean, at a certain point, it became, I mean, let's just be honest, at a certain point, it just became like changing the street in Boston. And like, the, you know, it's either like Congress Street 
boil states because they're all in the same place. It's just right. you change like legal recruiting manager to manager of legal recruit because it's all. But and then, you know, of course, you, you put something about that particular firm, you know, what they do, what is it that appeals to you? You know, you do your research as well. But um, it, it, it was a tough I, I'd say like, you know, you were right that like CSO did um or does you know through their their platform make it something that's pretty easy to navigate but at the same like i, I feel like the cover letters were something where you kind of had to custom well, you obviously have to customize it but for a lot of these places and you upload it's the same thing it's you know it's your uh, transcript your resume um you know which is obviously important sometimes they want the the cover letter and and, and sometimes that they don't but i recall it was about like half i don't know if that was the same in your, your experience honestly a majority of mine really asked for a okay. cover letter but i do agree that there are certain parts of the cover letter that you can have as a template where right. you're describing yourself, for example. And you want a customized part for like what for the firm. What it is about them that speaks to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely though, some firms ask for like lists of professional references. I, I saw a few of those, yeah. I, <laughs> I definitely had our, our LP professor mm -hmm. um uh as one of them. Professor Keller. Professor Keller. A legend. So make sure if uh make sure you get close to your professors mm -hmm. because I I'm not sure whom spoke for me in what regard mm -hmm. but i definitely when they yeah. ask for these it's not sort of like right your part-time employee and um, it's a, it, i think it can be a little bit hard too because they're, they're asking for references and you're thinking like well you know who can i you know not, not only trust to sort of you know if they were to be contacted put in a, a good word for me but that's i think sometimes gonna be a challenging thing to ask like well who who do i know because if you're you know people coming straight through from college maybe right. don't have, you know haven't had a ton of jobs mm -hmm. um it can be time to come tough to come up with that list i mean i know one of the things i applied to wanted four references and so right. i had to think about uh you know i ended up kind of figuring it out but that can be something that throws i think another uh you know curveball into the process because yeah. you know, a lot of these places want you know the same few documents but some places want uh you know uh, references and another thing is the writing sample i know a lot oh of firms gosh, yeah. wanted that how did you navigate that i mean with lp it's super mm -hmm. helpful right um, of course so i'm sure i think professor van ness also does this but towards the end of the semester um, the memo that you're actually for the one L's that you've written right now, mm -hmm. um, and there's another memo you're going to write in spring. Mm -hmm. You can use either of those that the professors will help you convert into like a sort of template where right. um, it sort of shows, gives the firm's backgrounds as to what they were look, what you were doing in it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, definitely the the writing sample was interesting. Yeah. I, am curious if they did read it <laughs> but well i had uh, you know i recall one of my interviews i was asked about it they had asked specifically it, during a callback they had uh which memo no, yeah which one did they ask for it? so well okay so i i was able to pick so i actually at this point had one from my job that i had been doing over the summer okay. and then obviously i had lp1 and lp2 yeah um now lp2 um was a sexual harassment case right. as you remember which i wasn't entirely comfortable using that to apply with because i figured like well if somebody asked me about it like i want to pick and of course lp1 was uh the the dog the kent's dog. The very <laughs> sad ish? story what happened to this dog it's a real <laughs> oh it's a real page turner i think they're doing that again the year. same one yeah oh man i mean they should give them something that's uh more, <laughs> a little bit more more kind of like a coffee table conversation something we can right? all kind of gather around and then not just like the the, the death of this, the skull's dog but right um i ended up going with that one because yeah, uh, you know i felt too. like it's easier to kind of discuss that even though it's also sad but uh you know so, so that's the one that i ended up sending and i put a little you know intro to it and kind yeah. of formatted it uh the, the way that they tell you that you ought to and uh you know it was so you had teams during this callback mm -hmm. so i was getting double teamed by just there was one after it was on zoom we all or, i don't know there's zoom there's webex there's different ways that they they do these things and uh you know for, for this one you know it was, it was very straightforward i mean i sort of 
I want to say memorize it, but I was very familiar with everything that was in the memo because you know I, I knew I was going to be asked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I remember I think the questions were something along the lines of like if and, and, you know there were practical questions like you know okay let's say I'm a busy you know supervising attorney, busy partner, and you know I didn't have time to read this whole memo. Can you just summarize it for me? Which mm-hmm. simple enough. Um, and you know, so I was able to do that, and they you know uh, seemed to be impressed with what I had to say. But it is important. Um, you, every everyone else is going to walk out of. 1L with, uh, well, you're going to walk out of 1L with a lot of things, but one of them is two memos. Um, and, and, you know, I think, you know, you can look at like which one you did better on or, you know, however it is you want to, you want to do that, but you're going to be in good shape to be able to handle, um, you know, the writing sample. I know the, the cover letter is, um, that can be monotonous. Yes. Um, yeah. It's something you'll get used to. And that. I just want to highlight, although, so just for anybody who's listening that might not know, mm-hmm. OCI's on campus interviews mm-hmm. where some of the bigger firms in the New England area come to BC and offer positions for their summer jobs, which usually turn into full-time employment after graduation. Mm -hmm. But um, I think something that the law school community generally from what I've been hearing about is that BC has a higher emphasis on going from BC into firm work. And Mm -hmm. I just want to uh, make sure our listeners know that that's not the only way to do it. Absolutely. Especially if OCI itself um that does not have to be the path that you get your job mm-hmm. even if you want to go into a firm yeah like for example we have that government firm right mm-hmm. or government firm go we PI. have the government organization where a bunch of different um government agencies come in offer positions um additionally we have really strong public interest um alumni network to work off of so like you're going to hear and i guess this is going off of advice to one else from mm. our sage 2l perspective um wise at, beyond our years <laughs> i wouldn't say beyond but <laughs> um you know there's a lot of things that you have to worry about in mm-hmm. law school and if that isn't clear initially just trust the process yeah and it's a tough thing to do because and it's also important to note that you know, if you want a firm job, OCI is certainly not the only way to do it. It does seem to be the, uh, the, the hyped way, you know, of, right. of, of, you know, finding, uh, you know, where it is that you're going to, uh, land, so to speak. But, uh, one of the things that I think is not emphasized enough that I think for, you know, at least speaking to my own experience was tremendously, um, you know, valuable is, is, is the value of networking, the importance of networking, oh, because right. these firms, I mean, let's, uh, in a lot of ways, you know, cause it, it is sort of prescribed, you know, OCO, you, you, know, you, you apply, you, you know, you bid, mm-hmm. uh, like it's an auction, you know, you, you do that and then there's screeners, then there's callbacks and then I don't know, you know, they go in the back room and they, you know, whatever it is that they do, you know, they have soothsayers, but they, they figure out who they're going to make offers to. And, and that's that. But one of the things you can really do that's in your control, uh, is to network, reach out. I mean, all these firms have everyone who works there and their email and their phone number and, you know, information about them on their website. It's, it's something that's very easy to do. And I think like not enough people went do it. To too. Yeah. And the school, that's so you, huge. I mean, even colleges, you can go on LinkedIn. And I think that one of the things that's really important and is not emphasized enough is these people, particularly if you're able to connect with, you know, partners, which, you know, I was be able to, or I was able to, I know other people were able to, um, a lot of these people can make the decisions. They, they can uh, pick up the phone and, and either decide they're going to help you or not. Like there's, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Right. Um, but e- even if that doesn't result in your job, you've made a connection. There's someone you can talk to, you can learn more. Yeah. Um, and it's not something that everyone does, but it's tremendously important, uh, not only to develop that skill, but when you're going through this process, not everyone is, you know, in a matter of fact, statistically, less than half of people are going to wind up, uh, you know, at least at uh, BCL are going to end up, you know, coming out of that 
process with the, the the job that they end up taking because not everything runs through sage you know you, you can call people email people i know that you know we're returning to uh, some in-person things you go to networking events it, it's tremendously important to be able to do that because you'd be surprised how many people want to help right um you know you can i mean i found people who went to the same high school as me you have things in common to talk about it's very easy i know it, it can be uh, it's something that makes some people nervous, you know, you're, you know, to, 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 you know, be talking to some attorney, somebody who's, you know, like, I definitely want to say that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, don't mean to cut you off. No, um, somebody um, I do. <laughs> but with partners and stuff, definitely initially, like towards the pro- beginning of the mm-hmm. process, I was nervous to speak to partners because yeah. someone who's so ranking, like, for example, there was a firm I was speaking to where, you know, how like a firm will have the names, mm-hmm. like that partner will have, was one of the, the named, named partner. The named partner. Ah, there you go. Prestigious. Right. And so I was scared mm. out of my mind. And in actuality, they're just, they're people yeah, at the end of the it's day. True. Um, like I remember we spoke about skiing. Mm. I went skiing for the first time last fall and you know, that, that firm specifically was located in Maine. So they had a close connection. It's really, you really just have to build up the guts to reach out to them. And once you do that, that's the hardest part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Every time I've spoken to a higher ranking associate or a partner, they say that even if they're inundated with work, if they see that somebody puts out the effort to send out mm-hmm. an email, they'll have to, like, they, they don't feel obligated, but, you know, just the effort's there. Yeah. So they want to respond to that. So definitely shouldn't yeah. be scared. It makes sense to be scared, um, but there are people at the end of the day. So for sure. Yeah. And they, and they like to, these are people that like to talk, you know, they like to tell people about what they do. I, I found like to talk. About well, yeah, we, we know that uh, cer- certainly ourselves, but uh, you know, we have a podcast, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I, I was surprised, honestly, by how many people were willing to, to get on the phone or were willing mm-hmm. to, to email and, you know, it can only help you. And uh, you know, so that's definitely something to keep in mind. Now, one of the things I was thinking about is um, obviously all the episodes that we've done together to this point, there were five of us. And now there were two because uh, obviously uh, Kevin O'Sullivan, Leah Silverman, Mark Grayson were, uh, three L's when we uh, since moved on, we took the torch as uh, as as one L's, and they are no longer um, longer here. But I mean, I think back on all those on all those episodes that we did, and I know that you know they've since graduated and uh, and taken the bar, as Kevin would pronounce it. And uh, <laughs> you know, it, it is you know I think I know COVID had a had a role in this, but you know we, we I don't think we're ever able to to like all sit around and I mean maybe that would be too many cooks in the kitchen to 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 do that, but. I, uh, you know, I, I do try to keep in touch with them uh, yeah. from time to time. They obviously, I know there's a picture online of like Kevin and Lee. I think the three of them were like in, they some, were here. in some configuration of yeah. this room before, like right before COVID. Yeah. Um, COVID began. But I mean, I, want, I wonder, what do, you, what do you think Kevin's up to these days? I don't know. Colorful Let's, guy. Uh, I think we should find out. Let's just call him. Let's call him. Just see what he's probably like on like the Mass Pike. Huh. Like just <laughs> doing something random. Probably like a Lowe's. Yeah, something. like Weymouth. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> Let's just, I'm just going to call him. Let's see what he's got We're to gonna say. We're going to call here. Mr. O'Sullivan. going to phone a friend. Uh, okay, now, let's, let's see what happens Sullivan. with this. That's not how it's supposed that's to That's not work. how it's supposed to be. Well, that's, that's. Should we call him Do Kyle? Do you think he answers? Let's hope. Wasn't he supposed to call in through like. Hey, Kevin, ah! you, you there, brother? Can you hear us? That's tre- that's tremendous. Uh, Joanne is here. I don't tre- know if he's connected. Though. Hold on, I gotta connect you to the to the Bluetooth, the bl- okay. Bluetooth. Kevin, how are you? How are you What's going on? I miss you, guy. I'm doing well. <laughs> Hold on one sec, Kevin. Can you hear us? We will hear you. You're reading us loud and clear. I can hear him. Can you hear him? Can you hear him? It's just in the left ear. Yeah. Speak, Kevin. 
Hello. 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 You have him? Yeah, I have him. Both ears? Yeah, I have left ear. Left ear. He blew up my right ear, so that, that one's not working. <laughs> All right. I think they muted it because they hey. knew. Right. <laughs> Kevin, how you doing? What is going on? What... Uh-oh. Oops. Can you, can you still hear us? What happened? Oh, we can hear you. I we got you. you. All right. Well, we are in our studio, uh, Joanne and I. We're sitting here. The, the gang's all here, as it were, a gang of two. Uh, and we were just kind of talking about uh, hosts that have, uh, you know, passed on the torch, you know, obviously yourself and Leah and, uh, and and Mark. But we were like, oh, you know, I mean, obviously we want to hear how everybody's doing. We were thinking, like, what, what's Kevin up to these days? Let's give him a ring. Uh, we're, we're all here. We're recording the show. And uh, I know you graduated in May. You hosted a number of episodes with us. Well, what's, what's been happening? You know, man, first of all, I have to say congratulations. Uh, to you, Joanna, and, and Tom, this is incredible. I'm really excited that you guys, uh, like you say, carrying on the torch and, and bringing, uh, bringing Just Watch to a whole new level. It's going to be a great season and a great time. We know, obviously, it's in extremely exceptional hands, and uh, it's exciting. It's, uh, you know, when you ask me to come on, it's kind of interesting because I think that this is a very important moment for a lot of reasons. Uh, and I think primarily the most important is that for me, when you ask, well, you know, what's been going on, uh, there's the usual stuff, right? You know, we took the, we took the, we graduated, which was incredible. That was the first graduation, was the first in-person event that BC Law had, had hosted in, by that point, you know, almost, almost two years. Right. Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. That was, uh, that was amazing. And it was uh, Dean Rougeau's last acting moment as Dean. That was also pretty cool. And our friend, uh, uh, Kayla Snyder who was the LSA president, so mm. she got to deliver her address. Professor Ingrid Tillinger was the keynote speaker, and she was exceptional. She just uh, knocked the doors off the place. <laughs> so there was all that, and that's so impressive and so fun and so cool. Great to actually see people. Um, but then there's another side of it, too, which is, uh, and I'm very sorry. So I, I, is I that a landline phone? <laughs> yeah, because, no, because literally... That's the only technology he can use. What is what, what is going on down there? <laughs> do, I to, do I have to come down there? Oh my god! So I'm in I'm in Philly. And oh my god! Well, that explains it. Is you can't get a um, you got to get a you got to get a package or else uh, it's liable to never be seen or heard from again. These companies. So right. One, wow. one second. One quick second. No problem. I'll be right there. I'll one take your pack. time. Right there. Are you, Kevin, are you there? Oh, you got your package, guy. You get your package. Got the package. Dude, I mean, you're down there in Philly. What was that like? Mickey just came to your door. He's gonna tell you you gotta go fight. I mean, who, who was that? Hold on. Well, so unfortunately, it depends on it depends on whoever's delivering it. Some people decide, you know, we'll actually wait for you when you can, you know, come in. Unfortunately, the buzzer in this department doesn't work. You can't buzz people in automatically. So you have to go downstairs and let them in. Holy cow! And others like, yeah, I'm sorry, we're not gonna wait for you. And um, you know, the package is gonna be wherever we find a place to leave it. So best of luck. That's the luck you want the way. Oh my! I, I'm yeah, picking up packages cool. in Philly. Like if I had to guess what Kevin was doing, that's that's a very Kevin <laughs> activity. Like, he wasn't just going to be like reading. Like it was going to be something <laughs> with some something interesting to it. But anyway, so you were saying you were you were talking about um yeah. you know what's that? You talked about graduation and uh, what else has yeah. been happening? Yes. So, uh, like I said, so so the uh, Professor Hillen's speech was incredible. The the lessons and so much to take from it. it awesome get a chance listen to it uh and then obviously you know from there you have a you have a few days of, of fun and excitement that was great and then you kind of move into that bathroom time and 
for me, and, and I tried to make law school a lot like this, but especially the last year, especially your 3L year, especially you know, that last semester, and for me personally, with everything that was going on at that time, as you move into graduation and then back prep, to me, this is all about the life review moment. You know, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. when, when, it's, when it's about time to move on to that next stage. What does that mean? You know, it's very much a where have we been? Where are we? Where are we going? So you're regrouping, kind of, right? Yeah. And I, well, I, and I think what's interesting, and, and I, you know, there's a million ways to do it, right? There's no one set way. But for me, um, something that I was doing without really even knowing it, and then, and then finally being uh, very explicit about it and putting a, 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 a title or a label or a name on it was being intentional be very intentional about uh, breathing in and, and taking in all those moments and going forward. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of us also, and we, you know, with race in between, uh, this is the last uh, academic step, or at least maybe it's a, a last academic step for a while. And, you know, it, it, when, when you're about to take all of this, uh, you're taking all of this, you want to do something with it. Well, what does that look like? You know, and, and how do you make, how do you turn that, how do you turn that into something? I think, you know, for all of us, I, you know, and I, I you know, Dean Joe even said it at graduation, you know, what we are so fortunate, we are so blessed to be where we are and to have the opportunities and the tools that we have but what does that look like in the world? You know, I, I think sometimes we can think very abstractly and very theoretically about what it means to be a lawyer and what it means to work for justice and fairness and everything. But what does that actually mean? What does that look like? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? Where are you working? Who are you working for? Who are your clients? What are the kind of cases that you're pursuing? What, what, what avenues by which are you pursuing those cases? Um, so it's, it, you know, it, 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 it's both a very abstract process, but it has to become also a very concrete process. And it's all in the name of preparation. Mm-hmm. You know, you're preparing for that next step. You're preparing for what really is a, a new journey, a continuation, but definitely a markedly different journey. So what, so what does that look like? And what do you need on your way? So, you know, you got to dig deep and, and, <laughs> In a way that, again, like that all sounds kind of very, very heady and very out there. But for me, that's really what this time has been about. Some would say, Kevin, I'm calling you out right now. I am. You've been employed and you're just sitting around. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's true also. Uh, yeah, I am unemployed and I'm working on it. But to me, to be honest with you, uh, and there's a lot more to say about it, obviously, um, I'm right where I need to be because I, I needed and, and still need to go on that process to be ready to say I am answering the call, right? Mm. I'm a big right. believer in, you know, we're all called. And when you answer, you, you got to answer, first of all. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. But you also got to be ready. Yeah. You, 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 better, you better make sure that when that call comes and you answer, you got everything you need. Now, hopefully those things will just line up no matter what. But sometimes... And I guess in my case, if you happen to have the time, because 
you ain't doing anything else. Uh, <laughs> you, you want to make sure that, that you're ready for that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I know you, you know, you use the word heavy, but you talk about, uh, you know, re- reflecting and, uh, you know, calling and things. I mean, it almost sounds like you went to a certain Catholic high school in Dorchester, Kevin, when, you, when you're talking about <laughs> things like that. Hey, baby, it's all, it is all very Jesuit. I'm not it is. Not it very, yeah, I'm getting flashbacks, my man. I mean, even now, <laughs> yeah, even if, right? yeah, you, you can, you, you hear the same things here, you know, and obviously, you know, you talked about, you know, graduation and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, how, how does it, you know, I guess, you know, before we, before we, you know, let you go here again, this is, uh, we're, we're talking to Kevin, you know, first time caller, long time listener of the show. Um, long time listener, long time active. Right, exactly. Taking a step further. Cornerstone. Now, right, one of the talk attacks, uh, as you would say. But <laughs> um, so I, I guess like, you know, in a few months uh, that, that you've uh, moved on from us here, like, is there anything like looking back at law school, like when you were here, at BC Law for, for the, the three years that you were, you know, ha- having been sort of out of the picture, do you look back on anything differently? Is there anything that you've realized, um, you know, in doing sort of that, going through the thought process that you were describing? Sure, sure. All right, again, I'm sorry, we're going to have to pause because for some reason, God forbid that everything, literally I've been sitting, I've been doing emails all day, mm. and now for some reason it's, it's package hour. <laughs> did, did you live like above an Amazon fulfillment sign? I mean, what are we doing? It's like, I know. It's I know. Christmas in Philly. I'm just going to start like ordering things from on Amazon and just start sending them to the, <laughs> just start sending them to the right. apartment. It's like, I don't know what this is here, guy. It's like a, <laughs> I don't even know what these things are. Yeah, I sent him various, 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 various. Boston mm. paraphernalia. I don't know. Like he's he's down there in home. Philly. He might, he might change too much. No, no, no you shot. can't, you can't get no the shot. Boston. Out of that. That's you a, take... that's a true blue Weymouth man right there. Right. If there ever was one. That's so scary. Mm. It's going to be us. And you know, my dad, had mm. calculated the time a year and eight months we're going to be in his position wow that makes it seem like it's not very long right holy crap he's gotta he's gonna come he's gonna come back and save us this is he's gonna have some, <laughs> give me something else to think about oh my goodness gracious i'm trying to take solace mm. in his ways yeah uh, another just a quick little, little side story so emery my girlfriend had got this really amazing like perfect kitten i mean she's absolutely adorable she's hilarious amazing personality she mm-hmm. is also an escape artist so every time you go to get a package because the only way to do it is to go down there you can't buzz anybody in. so every time you go down she either tries to escape really ideally she'd like to do it on both ends but either when you go to get the package or when you come back and when you come back sometimes it's not a, a short escape we're talking about we're gonna go up two floors, right. down one floor, run around. So like, this is like Kramer right. sliding into the door of Jerry's apartment in Seinfeld. It's like not a, it's it's a long winded route. Yeah, this is a long. Day. Yeah, we're doing a lot of things, and we're movers and shakers out there. Oh, so move, big movers and shakers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. How does the cat feel about you, though? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the. Lie. And she's gonna need all nine lives to get by down there. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. So the little kid's name is Agnes, or uh-huh. Aggie for short, because mm. Emery's great-grandmother had a cat by the same name. So family tradition. And okay. uh, Aggie and I, have a, she loves me. We have a great relationship. And she's loving it. She, uh, she loves looking on the side at the, at the street, at the people, at the cars. And uh, she, she's the best. She, really, she likes to play fetch. She likes to run around. She, she's awesome. So we're, we have a we have a great thing going on. That's great. I'm I mean, glad. I mean, I hope you mean you're starting to sound like a retiree. I mean, it's like you're really <laughs> enjoying the simple things in life. Unemployed. Yep, unemployed. I get packages. I play with a kitten, and then I kind of 
and it just, you know, sit and reflect all day. Okay. I mean, I know we're going to go out when you come. We might have to go to Cracker Barrel now when you come back. I mean, <laughs> holy cow. Well, that's good. I mean, it, it, and so anyway, so just go back to what we were talking about before, you know, uh, is there anything, you know, you sort of describe this thought yeah. process, you know, things you've been realizing. Is there anything, you know, whether it's sort of perspective or just your thoughts on your career path or anything? Is there anything now having been, you know, out of the sausage factory for a few months that, that you think about now that you weren't thinking about when you were here? Well, uh, I th- yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a lot, there's a lot to that, right? I think on a kind of a first level, you know, time just brings newfound perspective and appreciation to things. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's certainly, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we, genuinely, we had a lot of fun. and It was, it was awesome. I loved it. I am one of those people who, who, uh, you know, aggravatingly to some and, and happily for others, I, I, I love love. You know, I, I thought it was uh, a great experience. I thought it, there, there were great moments. I thought we built great relationships, great friendships uh, with with not only our class and and our section, but also the professors and the the BC law community. So mm. I loved every every second of that. Um, I think there's also a lot that you just reflect on in terms of legal education, you know, mm. and, and what does that mean? So you know, all of a sudden, your Renell writing class, subsequent uh, externships and experiential classes become something new and something different because it's time to use those things. And, and they weren't just classes. They're, they're real. This is something you're going to be doing uh, in practice. So that's, that's a cool moment. But then, you know, you can, get, you can get pretty deep with that quickly, too, because, you know, what does... Again, what does a legal education mean, right? So how does that, how do you transform all of that from a classroom setting or, or even an element of practice to something that's intended to help people and, and directed at clients? You know, how, what, what are we doing to facilitate and activate all those, all those skills and techniques that we learned for a purpose, for a reason? Mm-hmm. Who are we doing it for? In what modes, methods, mediums are we using them, and and why are we are we doing that? That that that's you know pretty pretty critical, and, and and that you know is one way that with time perspective, all of a sudden you, you dig deeper into that. Um, there's also a lot to be said about you know what how how could we do things differently and better, and, and how could we improve? You know, uh, I'm a big believer, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. So why I think people ask the question, why are things the way they are? Why why is the world the way it is? Mm. And my short answer to that is because people want it to be. Because Mm. it's exactly how some people, institutions, corporations, influences, forces, powers, people, want things to be. Mm. So that being the case, what are we doing about that? And I think the lawyers fit stands at that intersection, you know, of, of being able to do something about that. So, you know, when, when it's also kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's looking backwards to look forward, right? You know, using the time that you guys have, that both of you have in law school to prepare yourself, to reflect and to be intentional about what it looks like on the other side, because I think it's very easy to just go through the motions, hmm. to just put life on autopilot in all different areas, 
but especially uh, for what we're talking about, school and law school, you know, okay, I'm going to go to those classes, I'm going to take those classes, I'm going to kind of go through it, and I'm going to get a job, and then I'm going to work that job. And, and it's not, again, it's not, it's not to say that there's anything wrong with that. It's to say that, what, what does that mean? It's, it's just to ask questions of that experience, and mm-hmm. then how do we feel about that, right? So, yeah. I think those those are all things, and there's probably there's a lot more to it, but for sure that's that's where we start. Fortunately, and, and over the, the complete meta value in all of this is you got to be healthy, you got to be happy. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It's, it's important things. Be, you know, this is we got to be very careful about that uh, yeah. for very obvious reasons and for less obvious reasons. We have to be very careful about: Am I happy? In this I healthy doing it because we can get consumed, we can get far too caught up. And I, I do think, you know, we don't need to look far for examples. And some would say, uh, this is a big stretch. And I'm not saying that it isn't a stretch to some degree, but whenever anyone commits themselves to a pursuit, they want to be excellent. So that mm-hmm. can be the one L law student starting out who wants to be excellent, excellent student, an excellent lawyer. It can also be people at the literal top of their game, height of the world, Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka. Mental health is across the board. Yeah, it it's an important thing. You. There's no there's no weakness. There's no, oh, well, how could you? Why didn't you just push through? What is No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about that sometimes pressure cracks. And it, 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 sometimes if you, when, when you're trying to screw a piece of wood too tight, if you screw down too much, it's going to break the wood. Yeah. Now, Kevin, that's actually the the next thing we we're actually about to talk about was uh, you know, mental health and OCI, and uh, you know the, the way that yeah. that's applying right now. Um, so you're really uh, you're sort of reading our minds. But uh, I do want to thank you for coming on, Kevin. Again, we've been talking to uh, Kevin O'Sullivan, Kevin in Weymouth. We could call if there's this is like a, a sports <laughs> radio show. Now. Kevin in Philadelphia. Now he's moved on to, to bigger and better Wait, things. I want to know if you miss Boston, though. Oh, I. I the good news, Joanna, is that. Uh, I am here, but only for a brief time. Uh, uh, it will always be home, and i, I got to get back. I am loving the city of Philadelphia, i got to tell you. It's been awesome. The people are incredible, amazing, mm. and open and welcoming, very warm, very inclusive, very just a great place. Mm. Uh, history and people, they, they, and food, i got to tell you. The food is <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've just been eating salads. No cheesesteaks for you down there, right? <laughs> You know we're doing yeah. steak. We're doing a lot of Italians. You got to stay close to Italian. You have to do it. And the best fried chicken place I've ever seen or been to. That was incredible. So, That's great. Uh, All right, well, Kevin, well, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. And uh, when you get back up here, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll we'll see what kind of trouble we can get into, my man. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you both. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, have thank a good you, one. Kevin. Good luck with the cat. Bye bye. All right. Well, that was Kevin O'Sullivan, Kevin O'Sullivan. Uh, alumni of the show, alumni of the school, Institution. but the show, I would of say BC before law, the school. Right. Um, yeah. But was, I, I thought that was really important. We were saying about, you know, thinking about, you know, because it, it's tough because you know, he's exactly right. It's like, you know, we're here. We're OK. I got to do this assignment. I got to do this. You know, we're just thinking about, uh, you know, almost with almost with like tunnel vision, like what, what it is that we have to do from one day to the next. We don't really think about the big picture, the long game, taking right. a step back and, uh, you know, sort of thinking about uh, how it all figures. I mean, I know, you know, like for myself, I mean, I'm already you know, sort of thinking about what I have to do for tomorrow, what I have to do for the next day. But, you know, here's a guy, a real, uh, you know, charismatic individual looking back wistfully uh, on his time at the school, uh, you Someone know. who's been through it all. He's been, well, yeah, certainly at all. And also, I think that 
that sage wisdom just comes mm. from time. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like for the one else listening out there, I think Tom, Kevin and I are coming from a very privileged perspective, mm. not being in one L, which is not are not even arguably the most difficult year mm-hmm. of law school generally. Mm. So while we're talking about trying to trying to stay present and making sure you're taking care of yourself, I know it's difficult to um focus on those types of things, especially when you're having so many foreign things being thrown at you. Right. And sometimes the bigger picture isn't that clear. And honestly, it's an uncomfortable feeling. I know it's a feeling that a lot of us are feeling, even especially considering how some people's job opportunities for next summer might have not panned out in the way that they're expecting. So I just want to say that while Kevin's completely right that we have to think about what future goals we aspire to, if you make that space for yourself outside of whatever's currently creating you stress, like that's that's an that's an okay way to go through it too. Mm-hmm. No, that's absolutely right, and I and I think that there's you know th- there's a lot of factors that are at play. Obviously, you know we both just went through uh, you know the OCI process. I mean, I know like I write for the the blog for BC Law, and when you I think when you log in on the back end, it, you know to, to put your articles in there, it shows like whatever the most popular tags are for all, for all the articles. And I like OCI is like a it's like mm. a size forty eight font. Like the the people that are <laughs> searching for that, it's a very big trend, and obviously it's something that. Um, you know, is on the minds of many people who yeah. uh, not only uh, are in law school, apply to law school, thinking about how, uh, you know, is it that I'm going to fare uh, through the job process? And, and there's a lot of things about it that, um, you know, as I think now, um, you know, recently and over the last, you know, few years, we've tried to think more about, um, you know, the mental health aspect of things. I know when Leah was on, she did an episode on that. Yeah. And we obviously have, um, you know, there, there's classes you can take. And I know there's, there's mindfulness. things. Mindfulness. Mindfulness, right? It's a very popular class. I, I, I watched that. I through... that class. Oh, really? Were yeah. you able to get in it? Or you just kind sat in on it. So you in. audited the class. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Yeah, I, I had to sit out in the hall. There were no seats. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. But um, yeah, no, it, it, I think it's important, not only in, I think, the sense that's, you know, I, I think it can almost be somewhat patronizing for people because it's like there is, okay, yeah, we're going to pay attention to ourselves. But at the end of the day, we're still, you know. I mean, uh, the concept of billable hours. Right. We're inordinately right? focused on the quantifiable, you know. And so we're going to say, oh, we're going to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people do different things. People have different outlets for 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 stress and for anxiety and, and, and different things. But at the end of the day, it does feel very much like the the bread and butter of of what it is that we do here and, and you know what it is that we're trying to end up with. There is and, and it's very much I think distilled, mm. um, you know, in the OCI process. It's still very much unchanged. You know, mm. you you know, just thinking through things off off the top of my head. I mean, I, I know that interviews are obviously they can obviously be stressful, but mm. just getting the interview, applying to the you know, thinking about well, you know, what, the, 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 you know, should I check, how many times do I need to check this cover letter? Maybe there's something that I missed in my right. resume. What do they think about it? How do I, you know, there's so many different variables where at the end of the day you have uh, limited control over it. And not only do you have limited control over the, the inputs to this process, but the outputs Even can not only be control. frustrating, but confusing. I mean, you know, right. you, 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 you know, you, you get some opportunities and others. You think, you know, what did I do wrong? You know, what did I, is there something I said? Is there something I did? And a lot of times you didn't do anything wrong. It's right. just a, you know, they're, they're, they're the hardliners are sitting in the back room. They're looking at the resin. You know, it's, it's a black box. It's hard to see, um, you know, exactly how things are working. It can be frustrating. It can be alienating. You, you know, you, people become competitive. People become, uh, you know, all, all sorts of hot and bothered about how I'm doing, how other people are doing. And I know, um, you know, the fact that it was remote, I thought was actually really interesting because we're not all, I mean, I, I can't imagine what I can only imagine. Oh man. What? Like having to if, go if we're all you're wearing our Brooks brothers lined up in the hallway. <laughs> that's a holy right. cow. Yeah. 
That's... But you know, because I think there is something about doing it all. I mean, not only are you not running around a bunch of different places, but you know, for for my myself, it's like you know, you get the you got the schedule and you're just kind of going from one to the next. You're trying to be as prepared as you can. And, you know, I did mock interviews. We do have the benefit of them having had figured out the process before us with the class above us. Mm-hmm. when The, the remote way to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Because they, they had a, I mean, all the schools, I think it, it got kicked off significantly yeah. in February, I believe. Right. Right. It was OCI. So, uh, yeah, it was, you know, different for us. But I, and the, and the other thing that I would think about too is, you know, so when you'd go through, you know, the OCI, you'd have to, you know, okay, you know, you've been, you get these emails. I remember it was like a Friday afternoon, you know, you've been invited for whatever firm and you have to log on to Sage and you make uh, an appointment. You know, I remember seeing, you know, a bunch of the firms, it's like, they've got like 30 interviews, like 20 minutes back to back. So the people doing these interviews, you know, you think about trying to cram as much as you can into 20 minutes, but it's like after, you know, if you put yourself in their shoes, they're, they're talking to 30 of us who are all in many ways, I think at a certain point, just the same person. It's just the mm-hmm. same eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, your internship. And it's like, how do you distinguish yourself? There's so many things that go through your mind. Um, and at the end of the day, it can be frustrating because it can be so arbitrary. It can seem unfair. In many ways it is. Um, but at the end of the day, I think what you pointed out before that we're all going to land on our feet. You know, it, it's not about, you know, like the, I mean, you hear some people get into the, the ranking of the firm. I mean, all these things, it's like at the end of the day, it's like sort of going back to what Kevin said, you can't lose sight of what it is that you're here for. And you have to understand what that is. Right. Um, because you know, I mean, look, law school, I don't think it's a surprise. Anyone to say it's a very competitive place. It, it can be, a, you know, even to your detriment, you, know, you get into this competition of who's doing what, who's been, I mean, I think there's, you know, there, there's a like one resource in the, I think it's like the CSO Google drives, like who mm. works where it's like, there's so much of this keeping up with the Joneses right. that, um, you know, I think going to what Kevin said, it can, I, I think for a lot of people be not to your detriment, but unnecessary, you know, there, there, there's so much of this, this, stress. this pageantry of law school, yeah. right. That, that it just becomes just becomes a, uh, you know, and I think BC law in a lot of ways does a really good job trying to, you know, have resources and not be one of these places that's a uh, sort of the stuff of uh, movies like Legally Blonde and try to not have that um, environment. But at the same day, there's an element of self-selection. We're all, uh, you know, competitive people and intelligent uh, people, it's intelligent kind of people. Yeah. You know, when you're in a room of people who were versus like undergrad, mm-hmm. where like there would be there isn't a curve for the most part right. in undergrad classes, but you know, all the people that are here are here at, at either the same level, higher, lower in some regard on the same intellectual basis as you. And mm-hmm. so that's definitely where you mentioned imposter syndrome that comes hugely into play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think tying in with what Mr. O'Sullivan said, Kevin, <laughs> that, focusing on what brought you here as using that as a grounding tactic to get you through those harder moments are definitely is integral mm-hmm. to that no, i definitely agree so, i mean to wrap up our discussion you know concerning oci i think us as two l's we have a lot of sage advice that we can advise mm. or yeah. give off to the one l's and below people who are aiming to apply at bc law mm-hmm. so after your 1L experience, Tom, if there's anything that you can say um, mm-hmm. to either potential 1Ls, 1Ls right now, or even to yourself um, mm-hmm. back in 1L a year, what would you say? About OCI or just in general? No, no, it's in general. Um, Let's have OCI. Yeah. Well, I have one more thought on OCI, and then I'll answer. I think one other thing before we wrap up that discussion is just, and this was something that I, you know, you realized going through it, is that there were so many, because, you know, look, for a lot of people, it's like when you apply to law school, it's your LSAT and your GPA for the most part, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, it's the, like really the only two things that they're really paying much of attention to. But uh, I, I think with OCI, there's there's all this emphasis on GPA, right, in, in your grades. And I think there's a lot of people who have all sorts of experiences. You know, if you've 
uh, you know, worked between college and law school, you know, you've done things that are that are really interesting or really applicable, or, you know, you have profound, uh, you know, charisma, communicate all, all these abilities that are necessary as a lawyer, mm. um, you know, that, that can even make you stand out. It's very difficult, I think, for a lot of people to make their strength shine through mm. when, you know, I think for a lot of people there, you know, your, your grades can can keep you out. And at that point, you know, if you've only got 20 minutes on a screener, it's very hard to to completely uh, demonstrate everything that you bring to the table in that 20 minutes. And so it's, I think there was a frustration to be said for, for, for people who, uh, you know, bring a lot to the table, but really never get their day in court. Uh, no pun intended, or maybe somewhat intended, uh, you know, to really be able to show everything that they can do. I think the OCI process can be, you can feel arbitrary. You can feel like, uh, you know, almost, I mean, I don't say dehumanizing, but there is something about it where you feel like you're not able to fully be yourself and fully, uh, you know, showcase everything that you can bring to the table. So I think it's important, um, you know, in your own way, whether it's in a cover letter or, you know, whether it's in your interview or I really think through networking is where you, you, know, you can create those opportunities to really sell yourself and to really, uh, you know, show people, show decision makers really most importantly, you know, what you're able to do. It's important to be true to yourself and not get caught up in what is quite honestly something that is something that is arbitrary, something that is unfair, something that is, uh, you know, based on, I think in many ways, a narrow band of criteria. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at the end of the day, like Kevin said, like we've been saying, you know, you have to be true to yourself and why you're here and, and what it is that you want to do and, you know, have faith and be confident that, that you know, you'll, you'll land on your feet. You'll be fine. Exactly. Um, now, with already a question about, you know, what I would say looking back at one, I would say probably for me, and I know it was a little bit different for us because we had, you know, like the COVID, we had like a fully COVID 1L. It was like right. kind of a one-off experience right. there. Um, but on that note, actually, yeah. when um, last year when 3Ls and alumni were like, man, I'm so sorry that this is your first experience. At the time, I was like, man, I get to roll out of bed five minutes before class. Um, so, you know, things could be worse. But in actuality, um, I, I do see what we missed out on. Yeah, um, I, I, I do see that now. I mean, I know that, um, you know, Zoom, I think, had certain conveniences. Yeah, I mean, I know that, like, being able to, like, for instance, like, have speakers that weren't here and uh, be able to do things that yeah. not have to factor in commute times. I mean, there was a certain convenience. That, but at the same time, you know, For you lunch. did. Right. You know, you did lack that. um I guess that human element, you know, we're all mm. kind of uh, free. It makes things very two dimensional. Um, but I still thought it was, I think, a really great experience. I mean, for those, I mean, it's still one L, it's still school, it's still yeah. going to be challenging. Right. Um, but I think looking back at it, if I had any, you know, whether it's for our one L or really for anybody's one L, I think the most important thing um, would be, you know, you want to be involved, you know, you want to network, you want to make uh, connections, you know, you want to be involved in student organizations, you know, you don't just want to do school and go home. Yeah. Um, by any stretch of the imagination. But I think there's also something to be said about, um, I think just like keeping your head down and like trying to, and it's hard because you've never been in law school before. So you're not fully sure what it is that you're getting yourself into. But to the extent that you can, you know, sort of attenuate some of the challenges of, you know, things like, um, you know, just like the, the, the not only the workload, but um, making sure, so yeah, the social component, um, just making sure that at the end of the day, you know, you recognize that, you're really here for school. You're here for your job. You know, of course you want to branch out and you want to do other things, uh, you know, while you're in law school. But I think that's important to, 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 you know, keep your focus on what it is that, that, that brought you here and realizing that there is no, you know, you don't want to be like the most, I mean, there's people who like make a, you know, I mean, we all follow people on Instagram. There's, there's a show I think that can be made of how many hours people are saying that there's an element of toxic competition, I think, mm -hmm. but somewhere between, uh, you know, trying to, to, to do too much and somewhere between, um, you know, perhaps not doing enough, there is a happy medium that you can find of, you know, being involved, making connections, you know, doing your work, 
being true to you know who it is that you are, still doing what it is that you enjoy. I think there's this this myth that's out there that like also it's like this all com- all consuming thing where you, you don't you know you're just locked in the library. It's really not true at all. Um, so I think you have to find that balance. And I think that coming to law school, not having done that before, it's hard to kind of know what that looks like. But I think there's no, and this perhaps sounds cliche, but there's no shame in just being yourself and just doing what it is that you have studying your way, you know, doing what it is that you like to do for fun. Like the, you don't have to be this like prototypical Joe law student that just sits and like what, what works for you and what it is that's meaningful to you. And I'm, starting to sound like kevin a little bit but like not that there's anything wrong with kevin it's just like we're <laughs> two guys from boston who drop our eyes you know it's starts to sound like the same thing but i, I think there's something to be said about finding who you are and like what it is that works for you and not feeling like there's like there's peer pressure there's all the other things like, not feeling like you have to emulate things you see and to just do do you is basically Absolutely. what i'm saying i think that's that's probably the the advice that that i would give now uh, as we wrap up here uh you know we've obviously were you know a few weeks into into the second L of our three, three L journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how's things been going? Well, I want to speak a little bit to your point. Sure. Go um, ahead. I just made many of them probably, or probably didn't make any points, but you know, it said a lot. So go ahead. Right. Um, well, I mean, I think my biggest advice I'd give is just being open-minded. I think that for, there are a lot of different opinions that people have on what you should do the summer before law school. Some people read like those instructional books mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Whatever. There's courses. There's like online things. Right. Yeah. And if that gives you some comfort into what you're going to get into, by all means, do it. But I don't think there's any pressure to do sort of preparatory things like that. And even when you're in one L, just keeping an open mind. Well, Tom's right. At the end of the day, you should take all advice concerning, um, you know, how to study for what class, how to make your outlines, how to you know, keep yourself engaged in class actively, whatever worked for you to get up to this point is likely going to work. But at the same time, law school is a very unique experience from undergrad. So I think that being open to change is definitely something that I would say is hugely impacted my performance, especially between fall and spring semester, figuring out what worked for you, figuring out what didn't work for you, even in terms outside of school of studying methods where it's like, I definitely have to hang out with friends at some point during the week um, to make sure that I know I'm not doing something related to law school and that my life isn't all consumed by Mm -hmm. it, you know? So definitely keep an open mind and um, in law school and in the legal profession, giving advice is our job and sometimes it comes kind of un what's the word unprompted uh unsolicited 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 and everyone's gonna have a a take to say about what worked for them and what didn't work for them what to avoid what to do just take all that with a grain of salt and do your best like tom said keep your head down focus on what brought you here Mm -hmm. and even if you know, a lot of, I think from what I've noticed in meeting the one L's, I feel like the demographic of law school is just getting younger and younger um, mm-hmm. in that yeah. where like there are definitely some people who have spent some time out of work. Um, there are definitely people, it's like 20, 20, or 21 right? or something. Yeah. I think um, I had a friend who came in, she was 21. Mm-hmm. I mean, by reference, I'm not saying that Tom and I yeah. are like outside of this. We're both sitting here as right. 23 year olds. I'm 25. 25. Yeah. Excuse me. Long in the tooth, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, um, the point I was trying to make with that is that a lot of people at that age 
really don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. I don't have a central idea of who I am. I have, you know, a concept of what I like, what I might enjoy, but this is definitely a time that we use to figure that out. Mm -hmm. In law school, well, that may be to your detriment sometimes where you can't do what you want because you have the constraints of school. Simultaneously, you know, use this time. It doesn't all have to be about school is my long-winded way of saying that, like, this is what my big advice yeah I, I think it's that you have to find again school's important but there's other things in your life that are important so you have to find that happy medium which is going to be different from you for you than other people that you'll see here Definitely. and you know you're you go into one l you know you're sort of platoon together with 84 other people and you have to see them every day for nine months and, and there's a lot of that you know no one's done the law school before you you know you see what other people are doing there is that that peer pressure there was a, a social piece which we're actually gonna be discussing in a upcoming episode but so i'll hold off that discussion a little bit for today but you know you have to you can't lose sight of who you are how you, how, you know what it is that you do how you find meaning how you work like what your style and just just do that like i think there is that elements of law school that, that keeping up with the jones is that you just can't you can't fall into that and, and, and it's challenging because it's like we're all here we're all you know we're all you know mm. law students i mean you it's been actually interesting you can kind of tell who the one l's are like just pulling into the parking lot which I've had to circle like 30 times every day to find it. It's like, a, it's like that Natick mall on black Friday. Holy crap. But uh, you know, you can tell the one else are cause there, there's like that chipper sort of like, we're all figuring this out. But then I think people sort of uh, sort of amalgamate into this, like, you know, but by the time you get through one L it's like everyone kind of, there's like this, this, this just, I'm a law student. Everyone kind of turns right. into a very similar thing, but you have to just do you be yourself. And I know that sounds so cliched. It sounds like I'm reading like, you know, all the places you'll go, but like, the, but no, you really have to, just what it is that you do, what works for you, what you want to be, just do, you'll be fine. Like it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's not the scariest thing. It's not the hardest thing. You know, you come in, you do your reading, you show up, make friends, go to clubs. And I know this sounds perhaps overly simplistic, but you know, there is something you said about not getting carried away, not getting like Absolutely. swept away. And like the, he said, she said, all, you know, you just, just be yourself and you'll be fine. Um, and now, you know, because that was us a year ago, and now we're here, we're in 2L, and a uh, couple of weeks in, and, you know, before we go, like, we'll just, I guess, just talk about that. I know it's only been been a couple of weeks back four at weeks, the grind. Four now? Right. Well, because it starts before, like, it always throws off the math, because I'm, you know, used to, because it's September, you know, I, when I think September, I think school starts, but it starts just before then, and even more so, because you have to get your books, you do everything, you get back right. in the, the frame of mind, but uh, how's it been going? I was not in the frame of mind until it started, yeah. to be honest. Um, and I, I did that because, you know, I just, I wanted, I enjoyed summer, mm -hmm. um, being back in school, the major difference. And I think is a thing for me to offer to one else to look forward to about 2L is just the control that you have on your schedule, mm. you know? Yeah. And, um, I'm taking classes that are like intellectually simulating. Um, so the classes I'm in, I'm taking a lot of theoretical based classes because I really like the discussion of philosophy and interpretive law. And so that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, what's also really cool is setting your own schedule. I know that sounds so elementary, but like operating on your own, at least within the certain extents of class offerings, um, operating on your own schedule is great. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just, I came into 2L like, man, I'm a 2L now. Mm. That's... I'm a 2L now. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how 3l year is but you know you're already on 3l oh my god i'm, I'm still on today but uh <laughs> i mean i mean i think yeah i mean I think that makes a lot of sense i mean i know for myself 
I, uh, you know, like, so you're right. Like being able to, uh, I forget what it's called. Like the, is it like the paradox of choices, like there's a certain phrase that relates to like, you know, once you have choices, things can almost become more challenging. Like I know oh, for myself, right, yeah. you know, when we got into the drop ad, when school started, I start, you know, making some adjustments. I went through, um, you know, the first few days there. And once I had all my classes, I thought, okay, I really like these classes, right. but there's another one I like. I'm going to try to feel with this one, but then this one's at the same time, I'm actually doing a job, I'm doing the, uh, uh, like we were talking about before we came on the uh, Len Fellowship at uh, Boston Children's Hospital, which is on Fridays this semester. And so that's for, you know, you, you get paid for that. So it's not for credit, but it also takes time. So th there's this balancing act that you have to do. And it's, mm. you know, like one L, you're not, you don't get to pick your schedule. You're just doing what they say, right. which in a way, you know, if you, if you don't exactly like the schedule or these aren't your favorite professors, it's like, okay, that's not the greatest thing. But at the end of the day, like there's something simple about just like, okay, here's what it is and you come do it. But once you have to start plugging and playing and choosing your own adventure, um, it can become complicated. Like I had it's a hard time. At first. I had a hard time during drop. like figuring out, okay, well, if I want to drop, but I like that, but this is at the same, you know, managing trade-offs. Um, you know, and I ultimately ended up with a schedule that was, you know, just dandy. I like everything that I'm in. I mean, yeah, you know, I think we're talking about, you know, like I'm in, you know, antitrust, trademark, entertainment, classes that I really like, um, you know, which is good. So it, it does take a little bit to, to kind of figure that out. I know you also have to think about, uh, you know, down the road, like, okay, well, if I have this many credits this semester and I want to do a semester in practice right. and that's this many credits, you know, there is some of that that you have to be Keep able to do. Um, and, you know, you've got plenty of people here, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the student stars are people that are able to, to, to help you figure that out, which is really great. You know, you're not alone, um, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. You can talk to your friends about what they're saying. I think I asked you about, uh, it was like IP survey. I think yeah. I asked you about that. And, yeah. uh, you know, people talk about, uh, classes and you share yeah. syllabi and such things and you, and you figure it out and, and eventually you're fine and, and i think that's the other thing like the overall message here is you're all gonna be fine we're all gonna make out like like doctors like we're gonna be fine it's gonna be uh, well like we're like lawyers which <laughs> i don't know which one you'd rather be but we're all here Tom. right but you, there, there is that like you, you come in there, there's like that anxiety to everything but like you know you'll figure it out you'll be fine and i know yeah. now we're a couple of weeks in you know, we're cooking with gas. Everything's just going great. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to be glad to be back here doing these episodes. I'm glad to be doing more of them um, as, as as time goes on. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in a good place. I mean, I Actually, think. Yeah, go ahead. While we are on the topic of, yes. um, you know, our cooking podcast, with gas. Oh, Cooking podcast, with Gas, yeah. we had three of our uh, great other contributors that we mentioned before, Kevin O'Sullivan, Leah, and Mark have all left us, meaning that we have some positions open. Mm. So if you are interested in joining the team, um, please reach out to justlawpod at gmail.com. That's I the email? that's it. I have it written down. You can just email us. Like, you can just, do, you can, <laughs> just find us. And... I think that's the... Hang on. Let me check Okay. Well, while she's checking that, uh, well, no, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, so we are, uh, if there's any, any among us, and as I understand it, there are some, uh, who have, you know, experience with like uh, radio, TV, audio, editing, editing's a big, we need, uh, that, that could use a shot in the arm, the editing we were, we're, we could, you know, use somebody, if anybody has like experience using like Final Cut or uh, Adobe or anything like that, we could always use that or anybody who, you know, like to, to host or at least to someday become a host. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, definitely one L's too. One L's. Yes. The three L's, that's not nearly. They don't they help can join oh, yeah, they can, they can show up. One last hurrah before they schlep in here. Yeah. Schlep. Yeah. It is so I've seen some of the thrills around the line. They are, uh, the tail's dragging out their tracks with some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I won't speak to that. I mean, oh, I, yeah. in my opinion, I think that some of the thrills are just chilling. Just chilling. Yeah. You know? Hey, that'd be nice. You I mean, I wish that was me. Mm. Anyway, so if you have any interest in joining the podcast, joining the team, yeah. um, we have a lot of exciting things that we have planned up for the next 
semester and for sure the next year, please email justlawpod at bc.edu or feel free to reach out to either Tom Blakely and I, Joanna Plazier. Um, so we'd like to thank you so much for having joining us on this episode. We'll see you on future one. Yeah, it's been the Just Law Podcast. I'm Tom Blakely. Joanna Plazier. And uh, that's a wrap. And uh, we'll catch you next time.